Coronavirus have been reported for the Huelvar region on Friday, October the 30th. 58 cases have been found in Carmarthenshire, 15 in Pembrokeshire, and 3 in Ceredigion. The totals in the three counties are now 1,859 for Carmarthenshire, 236 for Ceredigion, and 562 for Pembrokeshire. 1,737 cases have been reported across Wales after 12,665 tests were carried out on Thursday, October the 29th bringing the Wales-wide total to 49,571. Public Health Wales has reported 11 more deaths in the country for a total of 1,859. The Hewilvar area has seen a total of 73 deaths. An elderly man took his own life after losing the love of his life, a coroner's court has heard. Mr Ronald Maiden, 88, of Haven Road, Haverford West, was found drowned at his home on November 12, 2019. On Thursday, October 29, a coroner's court heard how Mr Maiden had struggled since the death of his wife, with whom he'd been married for 70 years, after meeting her when they were 15 years old. In her report, the acting coroner's officer, Maggie Julian, said Mr Maiden's wife died after a short battle with breast cancer around two years ago. On the day of his death, Miss Julian said Mr Maiden's son had arrived home after visiting Cardiff and received no response when he called out for his father. After searching the house, his father was found drowned in the bathroom. Recording his conclusion, the acting senior coroner for Pembrokeshire, Mr Bennett, said, I sadly have to record a short-form conclusion of suicide. The Wales Air Ambulance was called to Nayland Cricket Pitch on Friday, October the 30th after an electrical contractor fell from height. The person was working on the Nayland Community Hub building and he was attended by paramedics and air ambulance staff. He has now been transferred to hospital. Nayland Community Hub posted on their Facebook page, This afternoon one of our electrical contract staff has unfortunately fallen from height during the course of his work. He's been attended to on site by paramedics and is currently being prepared for transfer to hospital by air ambulance. The thoughts of everyone at Nayland CIC are with him and we wish him a speedy recovery. Shoppers across England and Wales have been alerted by the Food Standards Agency that a certain batch of British Lion eggs could be contaminated with salmonella. The eggs affected were sold across a variety of big-name supermarkets, including Aldi, Asda and Sainsbury's. The batch code for the affected eggs is 1UK15270. The FSA advises consumers to thoroughly cook their eggs, which means that the egg yolks and whites should not be eaten runny. Thoroughly cooking the eggs will eliminate salmonella and avoid risk of illness. Alternatively, consumers who wish to return their potentially affected eggs can contact the store they bought them from for more information. And finally, the Tim Newt Memorial Scholarship Award for this academic year has been awarded to Uskol Brogwine's Year 10 pupil, Leah Williams. The scholarship was established some 30 years ago in memory of former pupil Tim. His family have continued to support Uskol Brogwine students by generously providing funding to support their development and progress. Pupils of all ages are encouraged to apply for a scholarship award and the applications are judged by Tim's parents in conjunction with the school's senior leadership team. The 2019-20 scholarship was awarded to Leah Williams, who will use the funding to pay for extracurricular activities such as sea cadets events, theatre, boxing, dance and piano. 
Leah continues to work diligently, said a spokesperson for the school. We wish her every success in the coming year and beyond. Leah added that she was very grateful to have been awarded the main Tim Newt Scholarship Award for the second year. This will help me continue to develop, to develop my skills within my passion for dance and music, she said. And that's it. You're up to date with the Pembrokeshire News with me, Kim Thomas, here on Pure West Radio. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, Pure West Radio. You're insecure, don't know what for. You're turning heads when you walk through the door. Don't need makeup to cover up.
One Direction and What Makes You Beautiful. It's Saturday morning. I'm Ben Stone. Thank you for listening. We are on the air for Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. Find out more at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. Great to have your company. We're here till nine. A very good morning. It's Saturday morning. I'm Ben Stone and Pure West Sport is on until nine o'clock with G&G Builders. Find out more at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. So much to get through this morning. Bill Kahn is going to join us in the next 10 minutes or so to talk about Haverford West County against Barla Town. And he'll tell us why the Indoor Cricket League in Pembrokeshire is getting bigger. Plus, he'll pay tribute to a Pembrokeshire stalwart. We've also got Fraser Watson on. Fraser will be covering Swansea City against Blackburn Rovers. It's been a good start to the season for the Swans. And Fraser will tell us why. He's also been looking into a defeat for the Wales women's football side in their European Championship qualification battle they went down against Norway this week Fraser will tell us where that leaves the Wales side and why it's just great news that they are competing with the very best teams in women's international football right now and it's a Six Nations game day how strange does that sound Halloween tonight and we've got a Six Nations rugby game going on. It's very 2020, isn't it? But we'll preview that. It's Wales against Scotland at 2.15. We've got Gordon Thomas coming on to tell us about that match being played at Parker Scarlets with Pembroke's very own Sam Parry on the bench for Wales. Gordon will also pay tribute to a Wales and British Lions great, JJ Williams, who sadly passed away this week. Plenty to get through. We'll cram it all in before we hand over to Frank talking at nine o'clock this morning here on Pure West Radio. Really good to have your company. I know it's not a normal sporting Saturday because you can't go to games, can't do the park run at Colby Gardens, but that will come back again soon. In the meantime, we'll bring you the best in local and national sporting coverage right here on Pure West Radio. Welcome to the VC Gallery, Bridge Street, Haverford West, a gallery that belongs to the community. You may have seen us on Bridge Street while out and about in town. On your first visit to the gallery, you'll find that instead of being devoted to the metropolitan art scene, we're devoted to you and your community. Sure, you can find professional works from talented local artists, but what we're most proud of is the art on display from our own veterans and members. When you arrive, be sure to step upstairs and experience our year-long Art of Remembrance exhibition. Find us at 26 Bridge Street, give us a ring on 01437 765 873 or find us on Facebook. The VC Gallery Bridge Street, the gallery that belongs to you. As a parent, you want to protect your kids. You know you can't keep them wrapped up in cotton wool forever, but there are some things that you can do, like keeping their vaccinations up to date. Some childhood diseases are on the rise again, like measles and whooping cough, and they can cause severe illness. Childhood vaccinations can help prevent them. So, are your child's vaccinations up to date? 
To find out more, search online for NHS vaccinations. Follow Pure West Radio on Facebook. Search for Pure West Radio. Just go ahead now. If you want to call that 
Spin Doctors and Two Princes on Pure West Radio. It's Saturday morning, I'm Ben Stone and this is Pure West Sport. And at this time on a Saturday, we always focus our attention on Haverford West County in action later today against Barla Town on the Bridge Meadow. And who better to have a chat about that first of all than Pure West Sports, Bill Khan, who is with us now. Good morning, Bill. How are you? Good morning, Ben. How are you? Nice to talk to you. Yeah, an air of anticipation. There's another game on Scorio. It's the only one that's being played across Wales, so there'll be a lot of people who will watch that on television. And I have to say, Scorio are doing a good job mm. with their coverage of Welsh football at the top level at the moment. Yeah, I, I watched the, the TNS game, and that's probably a good place to start. And we, we reflected on it, really, on our show on Monday evening a week on, I'm sure there'll be some disappointment that they didn't get that point against TNS, but it was a good performance and it was a heartbreaking way to finish. What do you think the mood will be on the back of that game in the Haverford West County camp? I spoke to Wayne Jones straight after the game and I admire him for that because he was gutted and still will speak to me, Sean Pemberton, the captain, the same. I spoke to both of them. I've spoken to Wayne since then in midweek and as he says, his big job now is to get them back up, beat ready for this and they are. I think it was a realisation that they threw away a point mm-hmm. but then, you know, that's football, isn't it? And I felt so sorry for Matthew Turner. He's a very good young goalkeeper on, um, you know, on loan from uh, Leeds. He's only 19. And it was his mistake that cost the goal. There's no doubt about that. But television's cruel. It kept showing it. But there was also other things that he did very bravely. They're great saves. Mm. And uh, he'll be back there. So Wayne will have a job to lift him and James um, Devnell, the goalkeeping coach, get his confidence back up. But they will. And I think they came of age then. I think it was a game where they showed they can compete against anybody. Wayne had drawn up his battle plan. I knew what his formation was going to be. He drawn that up, it worked, and mm. they played good football. And mm. you know, to see them having to go home then, long journey home without nothing, that must have been a, a sad moment for them. But they'll be back. Mm. And don't forget, TNS had a phenomenal record going into the game, a goal difference <laughs> of plus 26. Um, mm. So I, I think there will be some positives that when you get away from the, the fact it was a, a heartbreaking way to end the game, actually they, they pushed them very close. And, and they'll be in for another tough game today because Barla Town the third, uh, four wins from the last five as well. It won't be easy later, but Haverford West will fancy their chances, I think, of, of getting something from this game if they repeat that performance level. Yeah, I think they know it's another tough tussle. I mean, they, they actually won in Barla. That caused a little bit of a, a stir in Welsh football because they suddenly realised Haverford West are not the kicking boys, the whipping boys. Uh, to win up there was a terrific thing. To repeat that and get the double now is going to demand an even greater effort because Bala will be up for the scrap. Mm. They're a very experienced side. The goal that won that game in Bala keeps being shown on Scorio. That was Jack Wilson cutting inside from the left uh, and planting a right foot curler into far corner. It was a stunning strike and Mm. Jack was at it again last week. I spoke to him after the game. I've spoken to him midweek since. I interviewed him then for an article ready for my website. And, you know, he's 19 as well. They're kids. Mm. And he did a, a cracking job last Saturday. He chases and runs. He's the fittest young fella I've met for a long, long time. And, you know, they got other people there now that are experienced. Sean Pemberton is an outstanding captain. He'll be leading by example. Alec Jones, another 19-year-old, centre-half with him, vital position. He's playing well. Ricky Watts and, uh, and uh, Daniel Summerfield either side of them. So they'll go in with a solid defence. I hope there won't be any 
errors because they lost a couple of games as games go mm. with, with errors. But they'll be up for that. 5.15 kickoff on the Bridge Meadow. I'll be watching that later. Um, and also w- worth noting, um, on your website, there was a really good interview I read with the new media officer um, on the Bridge Meadow. And I've been following some of the stuff they've been doing on Twitter and on social media as well. And, and there's a real, it's a real buzz around the club and a good way to follow them that way also. That's right. His name's Jordan Griffiths. He's mm. from Swansea. He works in Cardiff, but he's there for every game. He's brilliant. He's only mm. a youngster. He's out of college and he's doing a fantastic job. Do you know, Ben, when I spoke to him first, I was dumbfounded. The first game, I said uh, he was tweeting all the way through. How many hits do you have? 110,000 on the night. Is that and right? 6, yeah. So they're having regular hits from all over the world. Yeah. They've got 100,000 for every game. And they're growing in number, of course, mm-hmm. because people want to know the scores as they go on. Uh, so good luck to the Bluebirds. 5.15 yeah. kickoff on the Bridge Meadow uh, this evening, of course, behind closed doors with, with the current restrictions. But hopefully uh, another good performance and, and three points would be lovely this evening. Uh, Bill, you stay with us. We've got a bit more to talk about in just a few moments' time. Saturday morning, this is Pure West Radio. Yeah like a perfect night to dress up like hipsters and make fun of our exes uh-uh, uh-uh. it feels like a perfect night for breakfast at midnight to fall in love with strangers uh-uh, uh-uh. yeah we're happy free confused and lonely at the same time
I'm Ben Stone. Thank you for listening. Brilliant to be on the air this morning. Still to come between now and nine o'clock. Well, there's Six Nations rugby later. Doesn't it seem weird to be talking about a Six Nations game on Halloween? But Wales play Scotland. We've got Gordon Thomas coming on to preview that one. And Fraser Watson will be at the Liberty Stadium to cover Swansea against Blackburn Rovers in the championship today. And he'll join us to reflect on the Swans start to the season. But right now, Bill Kahn is my guest from PembrokeshireSport.co.uk and a big part of the Pure West Sport team, I'm very pleased to say. And Bill, whilst we were on the air last Monday, we got some breaking news that Pembrokeshire's Indoor Cricket League has got bigger, with 10 teams now confirmed for this season. Yeah, indeed, 10 there are. There are three from Nayland, two from Halford West, and one each from other clubs. Some of them I'm delighted to see joining Huntledon, Narbeth, Llanrian. It's great to see them. Halford West have got two. And... Uh, 10, 10 teams means every club has nine games, which is great. Now, it's going to be a huge um, logistical task for Peter Davis and Martin Jones, but they'll do it. Their games will take place on a Monday. When I heard that, I was a bit sick because we're on Monday live on our show, and that means we'll miss part of that. But I'm delighted now there are so many that a game's going to be played on Saturday afternoons and Sundays. Mm. And I can go along and watch those. I've even offered, I, they probably won't use me now because I haven't re- umpired for a while, but I umpire. It's, um, it's a nice thing to see. And Peter's done a brilliant job of that. He's great at encouraging others. And wo- all he wants is to see cricket being played. He's the team manager mm. in Nayland. The only problem is that you've got teams of raw, you know, raw youngsters and Nayland A, Nayland B and Harvard West A. So sides are going to go into some games, I think, and they might have, uh, find it hard going to say the least. But it's a learning curve. It's an experience for them. Nayland at the start like that, they weren't always the best team, neither were Harvard West. Well, you've been a big supporter of the Indoor Cricket League on your website. We have been back in the day as well on our previous show and will continue to be on Pure West Sport as well. So, uh, yeah, we'll look forward to following that over the the, the months ahead. Um, A a big thing to mention as well um, this morning, and something else you featured on your your website, and some some local press as well. At the end of an era for the Pembroke and District Rugby Union, Charles Davis, uh, who's been the secretary since 1984, has yeah. stepped down. That's an incredible stat and an incredible length of service. It is. It's a it's a, a job that seems to breed long service. The initial uh, incumbent in that was Glyn Morgan, who was the head who appointed me into Pembroke teaching, and he was there for forty years. Glyn from Langham, and that, then uh, Charles from Hanford West, and now the new uh, lady who's going to be the secretary is Sue Davis. And what makes that nice is she'll be alongside uh, Steve Holmes as a very good. Um, chairman and um, there'll be other people to help her there but Delis Summons is the treasurer there and she's fantastic as well so there'll be two ladies at the helm of Pembrokeshire Rugby it's a job that isn't as important as it used to be sadly because of the you know encroaching of the national leagues mm-hmm. but she'll do a good job Susan as well but I want to say well done to Charles because he he's 88 you never think it's it. phenomenal he's a He's a, when he was 84, I remember interviewing him then for an article when he was running in the Cardiff Half Marathon. Did he really? He was, he was dull enough to suggest I join him when I give him the bums rush for that, of course, <laughs> sadly. But he's a lovely character. It's a cliche, but he's a gentleman of sport. What an absolute stalwart, fantastic length of service mm. that. And, and yeah, yeah. And that, that's really, really nice to, to be able to pay tribute to him on the show uh, here on Pure West Sport. Now, um, 
I, I'm Cheltenham based nowadays, of course, but I'm really enjoying um, getting back involved with some sport in Pembrokeshire. It's like rolling back the years uh, doing this show and, and thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying it because I, I, I always love Pembrokeshire sport. And uh, just up the road from me, literally, well, if, if I run there, it's about two miles probably uh, from my house to Cheltenham Racecourse. For 40 minutes. About 40, 14, probably. If I, if I was 14, <laughs> I'd, I'd do that. Um, but that's where Cheltenham Racecourse is. And we actually had some Pembrokeshire success on the racecourse just last Saturday. Mm. My next-door neighbour was there. Richard Patrick. Richard's yes. in the race. Day. When, when he came in onto the scene, it was quite quiet in a way because the two Bowen boys, Sean and James, were really hitting the headlines, you know. And uh, Richard sort of came in, not through the back door, but he moved to Bridge End with his success then. But people who are in the know go to the races regularly, tell me he's a very astute guy, very quiet, gets on with it. But he, no one will push him around over fences because you've got to be a he-man to survive that, really. Yeah, uh, he, um, yeah former, former Sir Thomas Picton school pupil, and it was uh, Honest yeah. Vic that he, he rode to, to victory in, at Cheltenham last Saturday. And he's a thoroughly nice guy and another person who's playing the Pembrokeshire flag with style up the line, isn't he? Great news. All right, Bill, uh, have a really good Saturday. Uh, thank you very much for being with us. We keep fingers crossed for a Bluebirds win against Barlet later on today. Uh, this is Pure West Radio for Pembrokeshire from Pembrokeshire. Man, Pembrokeshire is so lovely. I just wish that I could go and see it all, you know? If only I could learn to drive. Hello? Charlie James, your time has come. Who are you? I'm Simon Mottram from Fast Track Driving School, and you, Charlie, are coming with me. They call me baby driver. A real-life story of self-discovery, driving, and Pembrokeshire. Fast Track Charlie, in association with Fast Track Driving School. Book a lesson at 01437 767 686 or go to fasttrackdrivingschool.co.uk for more information on their offers, including lessons for under 17. During lockdown, you might have been doing more exercise. Probably more eating. You've definitely been doing more listening. So now, as more shops are reopening, it's time to treat yourself and revamp your radio. You'll discover brand new stations, more music, talk, news and entertainment. It's as easy as upgrading to a DAB digital radio available online and in-store. From John Lewis, Curry's and Argos. Look for the tick on approved products. It means the radio includes DAB and DAB+. Find out more, including which stores are reopening where and when, at getdigitalradio.com. Love radio. Go digital. 15% off day tickets when bought in advance through the website. Check. Great value annual passes to ensure the fun lasts all year. Check. Award-winning zoo containing over 750 animals. Check. Jolly Barn, where you can get up close to your farmyard favourites. Check. Large indoor vintage fairground. Check. A guaranteed fun family day out. Check, check and check. So what are you waiting for? Check out Folly Farm today. Zoo. Barn. Fairground. Play. Pick your own adventure at Folly Farm. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, 24 hours a day. Pure West Radio.
Shop Boys and Suburbia here on Pure West Radio. It's Saturday morning, 8 till 9. We bring you Pure West Sport. And Swansea City were in action on Tuesday night. They had a good win against Stoke. They won 2-0. And the game was actually watched by... Pure West Sports, Fraser Watson, who'll be there to cover the Blackburn game a bit later on today. But first of all, Fraser, that was a good win on Tuesday night. Yeah, it was one of the more dominant performances, actually, from Swansea this season. And it came at a crucial time, really, Ben. They, they had such a good start. Then there was the loss of, to Huddersfield, and that followed, was followed by two draws against Coventry and Bristol. And three very tough games coming up now. So a win on Tuesday was quite important. They were against a Stoke team who were going well as well, who were mm. actually the Liberty unbeaten in five but I think the uh, final tally of um, 18 attempts on goal to two told its own story it was one of the best Swansea displays I've seen in recent times actually Second goal came towards the end didn't it Casey Palmer and he uh, he, he said to the to the official website afterwards or maybe in the build up to this game today that he was absolutely buzzing to get his first goal for, for Swansea Yeah um, and Steve Cooper has has seems reluctant to, to feel an out-and-out striker, something actually to the detriment this far this season to one of our own, Liam Cullen, who, who remained an unused sub the other night. But Casey mm. Palmer, I mean, he's a very good player. He's more traditionally a, a wide man, but he has been playing the central role up front. Um, and he came on in that position Saturday. It was actually on Tuesday night, rather. And it was actually quite a brave header. He took a clattering off the keeper <laughs> from it after he headed in. But it was an important goal because Swansea have been guilty over the last two or three seasons of dominating games not putting away teams and then conceding late equalisers. So it was important to get that cushion because to have um, to have left there on Tuesday without three points would have been criminal, really. How, how do you think Steve Cooper will be seeing things right now? Because it's a tricky league and it's that's one of the biggest cliches in football, really, how, how tricky the championship is. I think probably all the more so unpredictable this season just because of the circumstances of games, seeing in the Premier League all sorts of different results. Reading top of the table at the moment, Bournemouth second. Uh, but for Swansea to be sitting third going to today's game... Uh, I think he'd be relatively satisfied with that from, from the first eight. Oh, absolutely. I, I think it, it's punching above the weight in, in all honesty with you, Ben. And Reading are the only ones who've shown real consistency. I think they've taken 22 points mm. from 20 this far. And um, But, you know, it's, as always, has been a turbulent couple of weeks at Swansea for one reason or another. And I think um, they've started very well and, and he'd be very happy with where they are. But I think there'll be caution as well in the back of his mind because they've got a critical period coming up now with, this Blackman home game later this afternoon. We'll come on to that in a minute. Mm. Then they go to Brentford uh, in midweek. Brentford among, amongst the favourites to go back up. And then it's Norwich coming to the Liberty after that, who, of course, came down last season looking to back up themselves. So he'll be pleased where they are at the moment, but we'll hold fire till these next three games are out the way. 
and that will give a much clearer picture, I think, of you know Swansea's outlook for the season, just how serious a contender they might be. But yeah, you are right. Yeah, seeing it in the Premiership, well, the circumstances are so random this season mm. that anything can happen really, and it is a chance for one of the outsiders certainly to to flourish, so to speak. You're at the Liberty Stadium in in the press box. I'd imagine uh, later Fraser for for the Blackburn game uh, today. Blackburn are 12th, but it's a tricky one. And uh, where, where do you where do you sort of feel that home advantage sits at the moment? Norm- normally a big thing. Going to the Liberty Stadium would be difficult for teams like Blackburn. Is that missing a bit? Is something lacking with that because of the fact the games are behind closed doors? I think it's certainly having an effect. If you look at both the Premiership, the Championship and the leagues below, um, home records aren't you know what they were at the moment. There are, of course, no fans in. We've debated this um, long and hard. And I, I don't think travelling away, obviously you're always inhibited slightly when you have to travel away, but certainly the lack of fans does decrease home advantage. I think Blackburn will be a tough proposition today, though. Like you say, they were going very well. It, they actually lost to Reading, we just spoken about in midweek four in, in quite a turbulent game there as well. So they'll be a tough test today. Yeah, certainly will. And I think you'll enjoy that game, Fraser, later. Let's hope for a Swansea win today at the Liberty Stadium against Blackburn. Fraser's going to stay with us. And next, we'll look back on a defeat for the Wales women's side in their European Championship qualifier. They played Norway on Tuesday. We'll reflect on that and just where it leaves the Wales side in terms of qualification for the Euros. That's coming up next. You're listening to Pure West Sport. It only takes a minute, girl.
take that and it only takes a minute on Pure West Radio. Saturday morning, it's Pure West Sport. I'm Ben Stone and we're on the air until nine o'clock with G&G Builders. Find out more at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. Fraser Watson is with us and we're going to turn our attention now to the Wales women's side and they had their European Championship qualifier on Tuesday. They lost 1-0 against Norway. Norway are the, the runaway group leaders. And Fraser, it, it wasn't a great night all in for Wales, was it? They desperately needed results. It, things didn't go for them in Belarus, where Northern Ireland had the goalkeeper sent off it and held on to win 1-0. And against, I mean, they set up they set up to frustrate and contain Norway. There's no doubt about that. Jane Ludlow admitted that afterwards. But they, they didn't really threaten the Norwegians until after going behind on the hour mark. And then there was a complete turnaround. And then they piled the pressure on and they should have scored late on. Jess Fishlock, who's usually so reliable, missed a chance. You'd usually expect here to score from close range. And it was a damaging defeat. And I'll tell you why now. It now puts qualification in Northern Ireland's hands. Mm. Um, Norway won the group. We always expected that. Wales were targeting second place and, and a, playoff, a playoff spot then, which would put them in theory, within two games of the European Championships, the first ever major championship for Wales women. That's the magnitude of what they're trying to achieve at the moment. The situation that we have now is they remain three points clear of Northern Ireland, but Wales have one game remaining, Northern Ireland have two. Now, one of those games is against the, the Faroe Islands, who no disrespect for them, Northern Ireland should be quite comfortably. That would bring them on point with Wales, and in fact above them in the table because they've got a better head-to-head record. So... When you take the Faroe Islands game out of the picture, both Northern Ireland and Wales are then at home to Belarus. That's their remaining fixture, and Wales will need to win that and mm-hmm. hope that Northern Ireland don't essentially to qualify. Um, so there's still hope there. You know, it's not over by a long way, but a draw against Norway would have been a huge boost and, of course, left it in their hands. Mm. But as you say, you, you do feel that, that women's football is progressing and the, and the Wales team are now in a position where they're, they're at least in the mix to qualify for some of these tournaments. Certainly, that's a huge step forward mm. in itself. Nowhere near in the decade that preceded this one. Jane Lowe's obviously done so much as a player mm. for when to come in. She brought in her own management style. She's quite tough. She's quite unique. And it's seeming to work. And you know, she took a little bit of criticism on Tuesday night for setting up as defensively as she did. But she was against a, a free, Norway side that had been scoring before that. And I could see... I could see where she was coming from when she was explaining it in, in the press conference. She thought their best opportunity was to contain Norway and then maybe come in the last 20, 30 minutes and put pressure on there. She felt if they tried to stretch the game too early, they were asking for trouble. But I think the problem was, Ben, for 60, 65 minutes, they barely laid a glove on the Norway defence. Mm. And are sitting that deep and inviting that pressure on a team with that quality is always going to score at some point. So, and then when Wales did come out and of course attack, they created so many openings later on. So I think that's what frustrated a few people. So I can and see why she set up, but that that is the way she is. She's a strong-minded person. She isn't going to bow to media pressure or pundits or anything like that. And and it was a plan which almost came off. And had they taken one of those late chances, it would have been justified. But regardless, she's done a great job. I think she'll stay on after this campaign. And you're right, the fact that they're in the mix. Mm-hmm. qualifying tournaments does represent a major step forward were they to get over the line and qualify for this one it'd be another step forward again just in terms of the recognition the publicity they get if nothing else yeah absolutely and we'll, we'll keep a, a close eye on that of course on, on pure west sport as well may need to get our abacuses out of it gets a bit close though because uh, yes. it's not not in their hands anymore indeed all right fraser listen thank you very much for being with us enjoy the game on the liberty stadium later hope for another uh, good showing from swansea and you'll be back with us on pure west radio on Monday between 7 and 9. Thanks for being with us this morning.
The Prom Band. We'll see you on Monday. Tell me if you wanna, 'cause I got this feeling. I wanna hear you say it, 'cause I can't believe it. With every touch of you, it's like I started dreaming. 'Cause heaven's not that far away, and I'll be singing la 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 la. You're breaking me la 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 la. You're breaking me la 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 la. You're breaking me, la 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 la. I'm just right here dancing around to the rhythm, the rhythm that you play with. You're breaking my heart. You know that I can't get you out of the system. Yeah, right from the start, you play with my heart, and I'll be singing la 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 la. Spinning round inside this room. Hey, hey, won't you come on over? I'm a sucker for you. Wishing we'll be out there soon. So tell me if you wanna, 'cause I got this feeling. I wanna hear you say it, 'cause I can't believe it. With every touch of you, it's like I started dreaming. 'Cause heaven's not that far away, and I'll be singing la 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 la. You're breaking me, la 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 la. You're breaking me, la 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 la. You're breaking me, la 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 la. I'm just right here dancing around to the rhythm, the rhythm that you play with. You're breaking my heart. You know that I can't get you out of the system. Yeah, right from the start, you play with my heart, and I'll be singing la la la. Saturday morning, it's Pure West Radio. I'm Ben Stone and it's Pure West Sport until nine o'clock on a slightly strange October Saturday because we have three Six Nations games going on today. At five past eight, France play Ireland in Paris. It's Italy-England at quarter to five. And at 2.15, it's Wales against Scotland. And Pure West Sports' Gordon Thomas is with us to look ahead to that one. But Gordon, we should start by reflecting on what's been a sad few days for Welsh rugby with the death of JJ Williams. Oh, definitely. Uh, I was a boy growing up watching uh, the teams from the 70s and J.J. Williams was uh, an integral part of uh, that team and and a legend winger. Uh, He won 30 caps for his country. He was part of a team that won four or five nations, two grand slams. And also he was a former sprinter who represented Mm. Wales at uh, the 1970 Commonwealth Games. 
But uh, what he will be probably best remembered for, he scored five tries in seven tests for the Lions across two tours. And where he sparkled was on the Lions' unbeaten tour of South Africa in 1974. Uh, he scored two tries in each of the second and third tests. Um, he played his club rugby, uh, Ben, for my state, Bridgend and Flatley. Mm. Um, he was a, a big scarlet and he, he played in that famous side that beat the New Zealand uh, team 9-3 at Stradley Park in 1972, mate. So there's a lot to be remembered, but there was one touching tribute that came from his godson. Former Wales second row, Craig Quinnell, Williams's godson, paid tribute by tweeting, it's with a heavy heart I write this, my godfather, my friend, my mentor, and inspiration to me passed away today. He was a legend to all. Rest in peace, JJ. I think that sums it all up from, from everybody in the Welsh fraternity, rugby fraternity. Yeah, that's brilliantly put. And, and fitting perhaps that Wales play today at Parker Scarlet, so in Llanelli, uh, with an opportunity to, to remember JJ Williams with a win against Scotland. Well, hopefully it'll be a win, Ben. Wales have, uh, you know, on a bit of a lean streak at the moment. Uh, Wayne Pivik, I think they've lost their last four internationals. Uh, obviously, uh, they've made uh, quite a few changes to the, the team. Just talk us through those changes uh, for, for Wales. Uh, what, what does yeah, the team well, look like today? It's a big day for Cardiff Blues flanker Shane Lewis-Hughes. Not many would have heard of him, but he's a phenomenal flank forward. He will make his test debut in the back row along the Lions duo of Justin Tipperick and uh, Talapu Falatau. Second row, Will Rollins from the Wasp comes into the side to make his first start. He did come on against France last week, but he'll be alongside the immense skipper, Alan Wynne-Jones. In the front row, Thomas Francis uh, comes back into the proposition to join hooker Ryan Elias and uh, tight head Rhys Kerr. Then also at half-backs, we move to the backs now, half-backs, Rhys Webb has picked up an injury at Scrum Half. So Gareth Davis, who has a lot of international uh, experience, comes in. And he'll partner Dan Bigger, who was, I was a little bit surprised to see picked because he picked up a couple of knocks in that game against France last week. Nick Tompkins, the centre, moves uh, to the bench and allows Owen Watkin to join Jonathan Davis in the centre. Also, uh, the big news is that George North has been completely mm. dropped from the squad. So Lee Liam Williams, uh, British Lion Liam Williams, comes in on the wing and he can play full-back as well. Lee Halfpenny is the full-back and Josh Adams on the, um, the other wing. And then we're looking on the bench, our own Sam Parry, hooker, should make uh, a, a, another yes. impact, hopefully uh, come on on about the hour mark, uh, replacing Ryan Elias and hopefully staking a claim for a, a place in the next international. And we also have another Pembrokeshire lad, James Cubby Davis. He's also on the bench, uh, so we're hoping that he'll come on and have an influence. And the other subs are Dil Dylan Lewis, Corey Hill and Lloyd Williams, who does have a Cardiganshire connection because his father was uh, the great British Lion and Wales scrum half, uh, Bryn Moore Williams. So Lloyd has come back in. He's had quite a few test spots. So they brought him in for his experience on the bench alongside uh, Reese Patchell. And I've also mentioned Tompkins earlier. So yeah, it's quite an interesting side and we're looking for 
hopefully a victory in this last Six Nations game. Rearranged, I might add. Yeah, one of the longest Six Nations campaigns, I'm sure, on, on record. Good to see Sam <laughs> Parry uh, in, in the squad again. So he'll be looking to add to his, his first cap that he won um, last week in Paris, of course. Uh, Scotland, though, they'll, they'll, they'll put up a, some, some strong opposition. They, they've made a few changes too, haven't they, Gordon, for today's game? Oh, yeah, they have. Uh, they've brought back the big guns, I'm afraid, mm. now. And they look this strong. is a serious matter. Scotland mm. haven't won in Wales for a long time. Uh, a lot of the Scottish players will have Pro 14 uh, experience and will be used to coming to uh, the Parker Scarlets, Scarlets and not uh, the Principality Stadium in Cardiff. So that might, a little, might give them a little bit of a, an edge because they'll be used to coming to that stadium, a lot of the players. So we go to uh, the Stuart Hogg, the British Lion fullback, returns mm. as skipper. He's the fullback. He's a, a tremendous player. He's just fresh from European and Premiership double with the, the Exeter Chiefs. So he, he's in good form. Uh, Hogg is one of five changes to the starting 15. That beat Georgia 48 7 uh, last week, Ben. Um, but the Mercurial flyer, Finn Russell. He's uh, set to win his 50th cap. If if you remember, he had a bit of a a dispute with the Scottish management after the last World Cup. Mm. And um, he he left with the egg on his face, basically. Uh, So uh, they've now uh, brought him back in. He's a a very good fly-off. He's uh, got a lot of flair, good kicking ability. He's going to be a handful. Dan Bigger will have his hands full uh, watching him. So uh, scrum half alongside him will be Ali Price. He, he keeps, retains his position. Uh, they keep uh, James Lang and Chris Harris. They're a solid uh, centre partnership. In the pack, they bring back Johnny Gray, who comes into the second row, and he'll play alongside Scott Cummings. But here's a nice to note that the Scarlet's is Blade Thompson mm. is at no eight, and he will run out at his club ground to play an international against Wales. Yeah. So he'll be he'll be playing alongside um, Jamie Ritchie and Hamish Watson to complete the back row for Scotland. Um, Scotland have made an unchanged to their front row. Uh, Hooker Fraser Brown, who's also been named vice captain, will pack down with Xander Fagerson and Rory uh, Sutherland. So Scotland is strong. Yeah, they are strong and it will be a tough test to Wales, no doubt, at Parker Scarlets later. Um, we fin- we started talking about a, a legend in JJ Williams who will be greatly missed. And we should also talk about a legend who will be on the pitch for Wales today, winning his 149th international cap. And you touched on it just then, Gordon. But Alan Wynne-Jones, his contribution to Welsh rugby is absolutely immense and it continues to, to be that way, doesn't it? What an incredible player he is, uh, and he's such an instrumental uh, player and leader on the pitch. He will become rugby's most capped international uh, today with a record 149th test appearance, uh, Ben. Um, the, the second row has made nine test appearances for the British and Irish, Irish Lions and uh, he will win his 140th Wales cap in the rearranged Six Nations game this afternoon. His first cap came for Wales on the 11th of June 2006 in Argentina. So mm. that's how long he's been playing and um, it's, he, he's 
is going to pass the record which was held by the uh, the you know, the brilliant flanker, New Zealand flanker, uh, Richie McCaw, who was a brilliant player, and he had 148 tests. So uh, it's incredible. Um, Alan Wynn's illustrious career so far includes three Grand Slams, four Six Nations, uh, two World Cup semi-finals. And he also captained the Lions as when they beat Australia in 2013 series decider. So what a record and it continues to grow. Well done, Alan Wynne-Jones. You're a fantastic advert for Welsh rugby. Superb stuff. Gordon Thomas paying tribute to Alan Wynne-Jones ahead of the 2.15 kickoff Wales-Scotland in the Six Nations later on today at Parker Scarlets. Gordon is back with us on Monday. We've got more Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. Find out more at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. And from 8 o'clock on Monday evening, we do the second half where we debate all the latest sporting stories from Pembrokeshire and beyond. In the Premier League today, football-wise, Sheffield United Man City is at 12.30, Burnley Chelsea at 3, and Liverpool versus West Ham is the 5.30 start. Aston Villa Southampton at midday tomorrow uh, also Newcastle Everton at 2 Man U Arsenal is the 4.30 kickoff tomorrow and Spurs play Brighton at 7.15 Monday night football Fulham West Brom at 5.30 and Leeds Leicester at 8 o'clock Frank Talking is next on Pure West Radio it's nearly 9 o'clock and it's time for the latest Pembrokeshire news